All right, here we are at Lawyer Talk, armed and dangerous. <laughs> yes, we are. If you uh, if you know about arming recording tracks, then that makes perfect sense to you. If you don't, then just take my word for it. Mm-hmm. So Lawyer Talk, here we are. It is uh, September 28th, 2022, a couple weeks uh, of hiatus. Uh, we are still doing here at Lawyer Talk the Q&A series. Just go to lawyertalkpodcast.com. We're still doing the breakdown. I get it. It's been a minute since I've done a breakdown, but uh, can't break everything down. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a really uh, powerful breakdown. you got to pick the breakdowns. Uh, but then, as always, we've got the roundtable here, but maybe not as always forevermore. And we'll get into that in a second. Uh, in the meantime, uh, again, feel free to check out LawyerTalkPodcast.com website, where you will find all sorts of valuable information about what we're doing here at the show. Uh, you will get uh, feeds for the breakdown, for the Q&A. If you want to ask a question, if you want to have us... Uh, uh, cover a topic really simple. Just go to the uh, lawyertalkpodcast.com, uh, submit your question right where it says you can submit a question, and uh, you'll get through. Uh, I've got some uh, in the hopper that I have answered that are going to get released. I've got some that are waiting to get answered, and yours can get in the queue, I promise. So here we are at the roundtable back again. We've got uh, the crew, uh, at least the crew as it's been now for, oh, crap, I think a better part of a year. Um, has it, it's been that long, hasn't yeah, it? it has. wow. We got Brett from Circle Two Seven wow. Media, your and my podcast guru. We've got Norm, who loves everybody. That's why I left. Oh. I left a pause because I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, now, what you don't know about Norm is that he's also a race car driver, and he was up at Putin Bay last week uh, racing cars, which is, is such an interesting. You know, when you really dig into people and then drop the nonsense of uh, how much virtue you think they have or don't have, and actually ask what they do in their lives. It's pretty amazing. Like Norm, you know, you think he's an idiot, but he's not. He actually races you, cars. You know, if you'd asked me, I thought it was a pole dancer. <laughs> I thought it was a pole dancer. And but then these cars, like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, what's that pole dance good pay? I, mean, I, I, I just might do that. I think what it pays for others may not be the same. <laughs> <with you. laughs> <laughs> there's there's probably no, there's no equity in the world. Uh, that's that's probably wise. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. let me. Uh, so I think it's it's probably the right time. We're we're making an announcement here. We're dropping the big bomb. We're going to. Uh, uh, we're not going to hold it back any longer. And there is some bad news. The round table is coming to an end. Yeah, is it a wah wah wah? Oh, is that what it is? It's not a funeral dirge, it's a wah wah wah. Like the Phoenix, though, it is set to rise from the ashes. We are here for the first time on the air with millions of listeners spanning the globe for a constant variety of talk. See what I did there, Norm? I do, man. Who was that? That was Jim McKay. Let's just not have the agony of defeat. There is no defeat. No defeat. That was such a great promo, wasn't it? And the agony of defeat. Bah, 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 bah. It was like 60 <laughs> seconds of pure energy. Yeah, you, it didn't matter it. if bowling was coming right. up next. You were stoked. World of sports. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Just don't get that anymore. No. Anyway, uh, we are spanning the globe with podcast content, uh, and it is not going to end. It is just going to shift. It is going to change. It is going to move over. We are hereby introducing Common Sense Ohio. So what is and was the roundtable is now going to be Common Sense Ohio. What is Common Sense Ohio? Well, it's a lot like the roundtable, probably, with some nuance and shift. And, you know, the idea is that lawyer talk has morphed, it has changed, it has turned into this, uh, our current version of the roundtable, which we've even started calling it something different, roundtable, because it is a roundtable discussion that is designed to air out topics, uh, discuss politics, discuss philosophy, discuss religion, discuss whatever. And, you know, we all live in Ohio, so we thought, why don't we narrow our focus a bit? Why don't we define what we're doing here a little better? And, and start a new podcast that is, uh, that's got the right name for what we are actually doing. And it's got the right description for what we're actually doing. So we are going to create a whole new, what do they call that, Brad? An RSS feed? Correct. See, yeah. RS, that just sounds like a Camaro to me, Norm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, an RSS feed will be lawyer, will, will be Common Sense Ohio. And uh, it's going to get all the trimmings, it's going to have its own website. It's going to have its own Facebook page, its own YouTube content, all the other platforms that you may or may not know about and that you may or may not like. It doesn't matter. It's going to be everywhere, and it's going to catch on like wildfire. And why is it going to catch on like wildfire? Because this content is awesome as it is, and it's going to get awesomer. And beyond that, you know, you would say, what the hell does the rest of the country or the world care about Ohio? Well, they're listening anyway as it is. And as Ohio goes, so does the country. Sorry, California. 
Seventh largest state in the United States. Yeah. We have a New York. We have a little bit of um, arm wrestling power. Yeah. And, you know, Pennsylvania may have the same boast, I suppose, as mm-hmm. Michigan and maybe Wisconsin. But this is the heartland. This is the middle. This is the this is where the people live. And anybody, like going back to Norm with your racing, anybody who goes to races, you see this sort of cross-section of, of people who are just normal, everyday American folks uh, living normal, everyday American lives. And, you know, they live here in the Midwest. And uh, don't tell me uh, that the politicians don't care about Ohio. They do. They, they want to win Ohio. And, and, you know, that's always one of the big swing states. And, you know, how many times, Norm, has Ohio, uh, if, if a, a presidential election doesn't go to the, the candidate, does, do they win or lose? Do you know the stats on that? Uh, it's almost, you almost never win the presidency now, unless you win Ohio. Now you can, uh, win Ohio as the Trump election proved you can win Ohio and still lose the presidency. But I don't think in, in modern history, anybody has won the presidency without winning Ohio. I mean, it's, uh, Biden Biden just did it. Biden was a rare, rare exception. It almost never happens. So, and you're, you're saying they stole, they cheated. uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) I saw 2000 mules and uh, I do have some questions. Uh, I think that, I think, uh, you know, one of our shows on the round table on that subject with Frank LaRose, uh, was quite stimulating. And I think that there are, there are open questions, but to get your point, you know, 12 million people live in Ohio. Uh, we're the uh, the second uh, largest state in terms of numbers of presidents uh, that came from this state, uh, came from Ohio, uh, behind Virginia. Virginia's number one. We're number two in terms of contributing presidents. Um, and even presidents that, that weren't from Ohio, a lot of them had a substantial Ohio t- uh, ties, like the, the two Bush presidents, both uh, their families own substantial industry in Ohio. Uh, so um, we're a major state. When you think of some of the things in Ohio, guys, the Transportation Research Center, uh, Honda's big factories, Intel. Uh, Intel's coming. I <laughs> mean, <Norm's> <laughs> well, <laughs> Intel, Intel's coming. It's a fact. It might be nicknamed Sintel, maybe, or something. I don't want to come up with it. Some kind of different I mean, we, title now. We, we have two, two <laughs> NFL teams, two national uh, baseball teams, uh, uh, a basketball team. Actually, three Ohio State. The Rock and right. Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 Ohio has so much. Uh, going on so many national pro things football here. Hall of Fame. Pro football yeah. Hall of Fame. First right. pro football team down in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the some of the greatest figures in aviation: the Wright brothers, John Glenn, Neil Armstrong, uh, Curtis LeMay. Uh, it, it, it's amazing number of uh, the the guy the guy who uh, Paul Tibbetts, the guy who dropped uh, who was in charge yeah. of, of dropping the dropped atom the bombs. Bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, so it, it, incredible history in Ohio. Uh, and and a lot going on here, and uh, and and we are a swing state. Um, we're very important. We're not flyover country to us, and we're about to demonstrate to the rest of the country um, who we hope tune in and listen to to the podcast that Ohio is crucial. Uh, that we are a leading indicator of a lot of things that the coastal elites may not. Maybe they're grabbing on to things way after they should about what is going on in the Midwest in flyover country that they so, uh, you know, disparage us with that, with that term. We're, we're about to show that actually Ohio is where the action is. We're, we're where the people are. We're, we're the heart of it all. We're the, we're the center of the country and we're right in the middle. Yeah, and a couple things. Just the one thing you left off that list is we are, in fact, right here in Columbus, Ohio, the fast food capital of the world. And if you, uh, anybody who lives here knows that you get like the new sandwiches from the fast food places first. They use us as a test market. For sure. Uh, yeah, Wendy's, yeah. White Castle, uh, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, both started right here in Columbus. Absolutely. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, and, and, and a lot of, uh, like you say, a lot of other uh, restaurants uh, rolled out here. The um, limited is here. Uh, some would say that the you know one of the early adopters of uh, you know shopping malls. Uh, you know Ohio was a leader in that. Um, 
and um, and so look, love it or hate it. Yeah, love it or right. hate it. Just right. a yeah, lot yeah. of a lot of things, uh, you know, started here or um, you know were developed here, and it, it's true. We truly are the center of the country in a lot of ways. So yeah. let me now now you know what why. Now let me tell you what and when. So what is going to happen is this. We are going to uh do a show here in a second like you would normally expect from the round table. Uh and it'll it'll be a transitionary period to get it over to uh Common Sense Ohio. And then in uh, either next week or the week after after we're going to have the same. You'll have audio here at the Lawyer Talk Roundtable series, but we all, all we will also drop it over at its own brand new shiny RSS feed for Common Sense Ohio. And you can go to Lawyer Talk Podcast and, and and get the links and get everything there. And you'll also be to go you also will be able to go to the brand new being built like it's a preemie on the way, like scheduled for delivery website <laughs> for Common Sense Ohio show. And uh, Do we need tax abatement on that build? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did we? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I, I, I was I, I was looking at the lettering of that. I wasn't sure we got it or not. Yeah, okay, yeah, good, course, good, right? good. So, <laughs> we've got, uh, so that's coming too. So, and then, you know, here's where we are in the project. We have, uh, it, this is not uh, Tiki Tech. We've got a professional studio here, right, at Channel 511. And we've engaged a, uh, a national marketing guru, uh, Janelle. And uh, she's down in Florida. And she is uh, really honing in on the issues with us. She's working through it with us. She is... Uh, she, she's detailing uh, all the thoughts and ideas that we that we have, and she is uh, packaging those up into a into a product that I think everybody will be able to understand and get access to. Uh, we're really really looking forward to the project, and uh, you know it's going to have um, all the guests that you've you've liked. Who have we had here? No, we've had uh, Frank Larosa, we've had uh, JD Vance, mm-hmm. we had Rob Muse. Uh, I mean, we've had some really heavy hitters here. And uh, we've got some others who've expressed interest, but we're sort of holding off for uh, the big shift. So uh, don't be uh, don't be don't be uh, upset. No need to uh, wipe your tears. No (laughs) no need to get uh, down on this. All you're going to have to do is just uh, click a link and subscribe to Common Sense Ohio. You'll get the same great content. And then at the same time, you know, to to plug my own shows, I'm going to still do uh, the Lawyer Talk Q&A and I'm still going to do the breakdowns. All that will still be there at Lawyer Talk. So all we're doing is uh, making a logical shift to where it should have been in the first place. Sometimes you got to take a journey to get to the destination. That's what we've done. And the destination is now in sight and we're really, really excited about it. So with that, uh, let's get to the table here and uh, and take it on. Yeah, to to your point about winning Ohio, so I looked it up, and no Republican has ever won the presidency without winning Ohio since the advent of the duopoly two-party system. Democrats have won the presidency without winning Ohio only five times. Wow. Of course, and one of those five in 2020. Yeah. 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 So we're in either party, either party. We're important. You won Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, five times out of the history of it, Yeah. And, you know, for those who uh, who hate the man, all you have to do is drive through rural Ohio. I did that recently. And uh, there's still a Trump leg on every corner of, of every sort yeah. of rural intersection yeah. throughout the state. I mean, yeah. really, that's phenomenal. Yep. It, it's uh, it, in every now and then you get into the cities, you're going to see the Biden actually less and less. I think, yeah. You know, wasn't there a recent poll that uh, Biden's popularity is, is really, really at the bottom due to the economy? Right. He's it, the economy if the Republicans were in control, be the same thing. Except, I mean, it, pe- except it probably wouldn't have happened. Possibly. I, who knows? I mean, yeah, you roll the dice on that well, one. But I mean, look, anybody in power is going to take the hit on this one. Uh, yeah. Well, except for this. Anybody anybody in power who would have done what the Democrats did in power would take the hit for the inflation. I mean, I, 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 this nonsense that that inflation was inevitable is just that. It is nonsense. There's an old – anybody I know people hate Milton Friedman. If you don't like Milton Friedman, you probably hate him. But there's this old video of him talking about how inflation occurs. And he says it's made in only one place, Washington, D.C. It only happens when the federal government starts printing and giving away money. It's like it's a, money is an economic resource like anything else. And when there's too much of it, it loses its value. Mm-hmm. And when you give it away and when you inject too much in, uh, like Biden has done here, like the Democrats did here with these billion-dollar packages – uh, whatever three whatever the the two and, now that have gone through yeah it is only going to spike well, inflation i think you mean trillion or trillion, trillion yeah because uh just the um uh just the the college uh refund program or rebate or whatever they're calling it uh for the selected number of people between this date and that date that that they're giving away 
is estimated by um, the budget office to cost $400 billion. Okay. Yes, on, on the there. tuition uh, right. refund program that Biden's rolling out, which yesterday, uh, finally, a consortium uh, organization got together and filed a lawsuit Good. against that program as unconstitutional Congress being the holder of the purse strings. You know, how can Biden authorize a $400 billion program without going to Congress? So we'll see how that all shakes out. And and, okay. and and Brett, just so you know, and just so the listeners know. I mean, that's inflation right there, for mm-hmm. God's I sake. I was equally peeved when Trump signed the bill on the CARES Act, giving so much money away, because I knew that's what's going to happen. You can't just mm-hmm. give money away. There's nothing for free. Right. Trump was a big spender. Listen, you know, that's the thing about this new Common Sense Ohio show, is, 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 is if people think this is GOP uh, radio or GOP podcast, you know, I couldn't be more steeped in the GOP, but that's not what this show is. No, I criticize the show. So I was raised by a GOP politician in a GOP family and campaigned for a lot of GOP uh, uh, politicians and, you know, and all that good stuff. Uh, I am very disappointed in the GOP. That is not what this podcast is going to be about. Yeah. So we're not, we're not a rubber stamp just because you're a conservative or just because you're a member of the Republican Party, you're going to come under a lot of scrutiny. And and the idea of common sense, and that's a great point. I want to make it, and I'm glad you brought it up, Norm, because the idea of common sense Ohio is that we want to take a commonsensical look. We are not experts. Nobody here is an expert at, at, well, at least as defined by the national media, even uh, mainstream versus uh, podcast media. Um, you know, nobody well, would say that I'm an expert in, in commentary, but you know what I'm good at? And you know what we are all good at? And I mean, all of us out there listening is we can employ common sense to everyday average problems. Some of us have are mechanically inclined. Some of us are, are more uh, mathematically inclined. Some of us are more uh, maybe artistically inclined, but everybody has some degree of common sense. Well, guys, an right. expert is, you know, the classic definition of an expert, you know, back when they did slideshow presentations an expert's a guy with uh, or film a, strips. a carousel of slides and a laser pointer who's located more than 30 miles from his home. Yeah. That's what an expert is. So, so <laughs> hey, we're all experts. The pollsters were 100% across the board wrong uh, in the uh, two election cycles ago. I mean, no, 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 none of them had Trump winning, right? No, they didn't. You remember all the mics dropping around the the country and media rooms across, you know, broadcast facilities across the country, people dropping the mic, people crying, people in disbelief. Well, that just goes to show you there really aren't any experts when it comes to knowing the American people that well. You know, I don't care if you're Tom Brokaw and you've written about the greatest generation. He was totally wrong. You know, Walter Cronkite, you know, might have been the last real expert on the pulse of the American people. So we're going to do our best, but I think we're as expert as anybody. Well, I think you made the point I was trying to make is that you don't need to be an expert. No. So experts, expert, that those credentials are sometimes just that credentials Mm -hmm. and not actually legitimate or, or not actually of substance. And then beyond that, you know, when, when everybody, when the government tells you something anymore, I don't care if it's coming from a red party or a blue party or a tea party or a green party or an up your backside party. It doesn't make any difference to me. It it, it almost always is tainted with political ideology and a healthy dose. And this is what Norm was getting at of confirmation bias. So people, people tend to see what they want to see without knowing it. And they want to confirm what they want the situation to be. And I think that's what the pollsters were doing this past election. Mm-hmm. They hated Trump so much that there was no way they could win. So yeah, the idea or no way he could win. So the polls sort of uh, skewed that direction. And you know, there was another <laughs> along those lines back in, you remember they used to call them leaners and, uh, it wasn't that they were leaning towards voting for Trump, but they were like, they would lean in secretly and say, I think I'm going to vote. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those people aren't going to say out loud that they were going to vote for Trump. So I guess the point of what we're talking about here is we want to employ a good, healthy dose of common sense right. to to bigger sm- bigger sure. problems, smaller problems, middle problems. It doesn't make any difference. Right. And it, well, I think we've gotten into a, a situation that we do a hot take and we have to speak our mind. Yeah. And we need to stop doing that. And I, I'm guilty. You know, you just say you see something into knee jerk reaction and a comment. It's like, wait a minute, 
take a day to absorb and, and, and think about this and common sense going to prevail. And what we do here is you'll bring something up and I'll say, yeah, but wait a minute. It couldn't it also be this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and this. And you'll be like, yeah, or I'll bring something up and you'll do that. I'll be like, you know, that's a good point. And the point is, is that we try here to uh, drop the ego, drop the, drop the I'm always right attitude and discuss stuff. Right. And yeah. if you're afraid to bring your ideas in and have them challenged, you got to go to a different podcast. Let's let's yeah. talk about polling right now, just for an example. And Ohio is a good example. There there have been a number of pollsters talk about how difficult it is to actually do a poll that actu- that reflects uh, conservative um, intentions uh, in voting patterns. In other words. When they when they're trying to poll people, how what's the methodology? Okay, you can mail them a letter, you can text them, you can call them, you can email them. There's any number of ways you can go door to door and and knock on a door, but the hardest people to poll are conservatives, and so they routinely pollsters are now starting to really admit this. They are routinely undercounting conservative votes and conservative attitudes and that's that's happening in ohio so they are saying right now jd vance has maybe a two three percent lead on tim ryan my gut tells me it's much more than that yeah it, mm. it, it, and the reason why it's only showing up as two or three is there's no way i mean conservatives more and more are trying to get off the grid they're they're trying deliberately to be less findable, okay? They don't answer their doors. They don't trust government, often for very good reasons. Uh, they they don't um, they don't they have unlisted phone numbers. They have the money to have an unlisted phone number. Uh, they block uh, incoming uh, calls on their cell phones, except you know reduce it to just family members. So. How do you get a conservative, if you're a pollster, how do you get a conservative's intention on how to vote? It's well, much more yeah. difficult. And, and I think the parties have messed that up a little bit too because how many of us have gotten drag mail pieces saying, hey, we, we want your input on this. Yeah. And all it is is a call for money for a party. Money on this, right? That's yeah. it. And it's like, okay, so or, I, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. Or worse. Well, but I'm talking about yeah, but, an academic poll right, right. from, you know, Quinnipiac University or something. Well, the same thing. Though. I have never, ever. So yeah. I'm not going to say my age. You know, it's irrelevant. But in my life, I have never been polled politically. I have never had a pollster contact me in any way, shape or form. And I think that's because I'm difficult to get a hold of. From a public point of view, yeah. I, I don't list my number. I don't I'm not in the telephone book, et cetera. And I think most conservatives well, are, are starting to go that direction. Yeah. And here, here's another there's another there's another force on this that we should at least discuss. And that's this idea of wokeness, because we we're talking about this off the air. It's like, uh, there, like when I say you don't ever want your criminal defense lawyer, frankly, or any lawyer that's going to represent you in a courtroom to be woke. And you're like, you're like, well, no, they can be woke. It's like, no, you don't want them to be woke. You do not want them to act woke. You don't want them to be woke. You want them to do what's right, what's real, what's within the bounds of the rules to to represent you. And woke is an artificial set of rules that is designed to look good and act like you uh, look good. And, and it's everybody knows in their heart of hearts how they feel, and it may not be what they say. So here's that's what we're getting at. So if I go out and I say, look, I am a Christian. I am still a Christian. And... Uh, Every time you say that, you're going to get smacked in the face by somebody who says, I can't believe you believe that, that it's all this stuff, or it's unpopular. Or pick another, it used to be, I'm a Muslim, and you're going to be unpopular for saying it. You're not going to go out to the public and shout that out because you're afraid somebody's going to criticize it. So when these people are coming down on the on the basket of deplorables, as, as uh, Hillary said, you know what the basket of deplorables she's describing is going to do? They're just going to stop talking to them. <laughs> they're going to be like, right. so yeah. they're not going to go out and be pulled because they don't, they're sick of it. They're sick of getting right. criticized or mm-hmm. being told they're stupid or being told that they well, don't know what they're talking about. They're love, not virtuous. I yeah. love talking about Christianity. So yesterday I was having a discussion with people about the green agenda. And most of my friends are, you know, if not atheists, they're at least agnostic. And uh, very few, I, I could think of just a few in this discussion group, mainly engineers, that are uh, that state out loud that that wear their heart on their sleeve that they are Christians. And I just said, well, you you guys 
you guys tell me which one is the most crazy religion. What is the, if you're talking about the founding act or, or the, the, the um, most, the most incredible display of these two religions, you tell me which one's the crazier nailing a 30 something year old Jewish man to a cross and then expecting him to rise from the dead three days later. Okay. That's one. Is that crazier than mandating electric vehicles by 2035 with an electric grid that can't keep the lights on or keep your dishwasher going or your air conditioning going uh, in the afternoon? So which, which religion is more ridiculous? Which one is which one stretches credulity more? The first one, nailing a guy to the cross and expecting him to rise up in three days or mandating cars for which there is no gosh darn inner uh, infrastructure. I, yeah, mean, well, wh- I mean, which one's nutty? You can solve any problem you want as long as you take everybody else's <laughs> money to do it, Norm. And this is what my buddy Jay, Jay always says. This is common sense, right? This is common sense. Ohio. Build the infrastructure, then mandate the electric vehicles. Right. Or let if the market go- figure it out. Well, if you're going to have a command economy, if you want to be a dictator... At least be a smart dictator, right? I think you've you've created an oxymoron. Well, of course, but but what kind of a dictator mandates, uh, you know, mandates a a vehicle, any kind of vehicle, before he has a road structure? One who wants to get elected. So, (laughs) but well, one uh, who's going to get his ass kicked. This is one. Yeah, well, this is that confirmation. He's going to get his ass kicked in the re-election. This is what Jay says: the, the exchequer. Um, he calls these environmentalists watermelons because they're green on the outside, but red on the inside. They're, they're communists. And if you, if you dig into the doctrine <laughs> of what it is, in order to employ what they say needs to be employed, like people all living in cities and high rises that are controlled, no more rural stuff, no more, uh, you know, basically it's a communist ideological uh, society in their, it, it, like that's their goal. And they, they use the environmental agenda as a, as a, as a reason they need to get to that goal. Oh, they use every means, they use warfare, they use environment, uh, you know, the green stuff. They, they use every single policy that they can, the tax system, what have you. It's all designed to shift wealth from their least favored category, the middle class, which they have just about destroyed. They've destroyed it in Europe. Europe has no middle class anymore. You're either poor or you're super wealthy. And I know I do business with uh, Europeans on a regular basis. I have an import company. And basically, the people I'm talking to right now are are in the process of selling their businesses or closing them down. Uh, there is a prediction that this winter, I mean, energy prices in England yesterday went up 25% in one day. Utter okay. wow. so, so we are talking about cataclysmic issues in Europe because they don't have access to natural gas. They've shut down. Uh, France has shut down virtually all of its nuclear power plants. Germany is going back to coal and stupid America is following in Europe's footsteps like a lemming going over the cliff. I mean, I, it's, it's just unbelievable how we're how we're emulating failure. After leading the war, the world through the Cold War, coming out the other side, liberating Eastern Europe, and Eastern Europeans are bewildered by America's position now. Like, what's 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 wrong? Poles, Czechs, Hungarians are all looking at America like, are have you people lost your minds? It, it is incredible, and I have people ask me this all the time. Uh, I had uh, somebody who was working helping me with marketing one time, not not uh, not our guru from Florida, but somebody else, and. It's going years back, and they got to talking about gun control and, and blah 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 blah. And I and they said, well, you know, England doesn't have any guns. You know, they they they've implemented gun control. And I just said, well, we left England. <laughs> we left. <laughs> right. This is the United States of America. Right. Where we have freedom. Right. You know, we left. We didn't want that kind of nonsense going on here. We left for a reason. We are different. Europe is no role model for how. American culture has developed. It is not like we didn't want that. We didn't want Marxism. We didn't want socialism. We didn't want uh, top heavy governmental regulation on our lives. We don't want that. We don't like that. In common in Ohio, no people don't want that kind of crap. 
you go, you look around and you talk to the normal common person, all they want to do is go to work, come home, pay their bills, and be free with their family on weekends to do what they want to do. They they don't want a bunch of nonsense. Well, well over 200 years ago, we started taking the best examples the world had ever offered and created the Constitution, created a republic. And that's a great point. So now all of a sudden, they did not. So we did look at the world, at history, took the best stuff, put it together, and created a pretty good soup. We we, We can't seem to see the common sense. Yeah. And the world's like, wait a minute, that's failing, but let's gravitate toward it because people oh, they want stupid. it. stupid. They didn't know what they were doing. They, they didn't know. We white. can do it better than they yeah. can. Without a plan. Without a plan. Right. Exactly. Right. So here's what's interesting. Come on. All the, the founders, like Adams, there's stories of him in the middle of the war, the Revolutionary War, like getting on his, getting in his horse and carriage and traveling 100 miles to go to a library to research Roman warfare and some of the tactics that, the, that, that were used in ancient history in order to um, combat the the Brits. It's like they didn't just make this stuff up. And the same is true. If you do the research on the Constitution, just go read the Federalist Papers for crying out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned in an earlier show uh, that Benjamin Franklin got a lot of ideas for the Constitution from Native Americans and uh, it, it, from indigenous people in America. The bicameral uh, uh, legislative. The, 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 I didn't know that until you brought that. Yeah. Up. I yeah. I mean, that. it's truly yeah. amazing. So not only did they look at ancient systems, people who were brown or tan, they also looked at people who, you know, God forbid you use the term, were had red skin, okay? they, In other words, it was a very egalitarian study of of systems of government from from, from indigenous from tribes, from all, tribes the up, all the way down to uh, the, dictatorships, the, the Greeks mm-hmm. and the Romans and dictatorships and the monarchy and Locks and, and Hobbes and took took Lock piece, and Hobbes <laughs> took pieces from all of them and uh, you know in fact um, our legal system the common law you know is is I mean it 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 descends from the Magna Carta and and some of the some of the things that happened under the monarchs in England as a as a as a revolt against the monarchy going back to the Magna Carta so uh you know we picked we picked and chose uh, so to speak from all the best system from all the system, all the systems and then titrated that down to what the uh to what the founders thought was best and they sowed the seeds of getting rid of things like slavery in the terms of the Constitution, which is often lost on people. You know, the idea of of only counting in slave states um, two-thirds of a slave in order to reduce the congressional representation from those slave states so that slave states had less influence on national policy. It was not a slight at black folks it w- or slaves, it was a slight at slavery itself. It was built in to diminish the importance and effectiveness of slavery. It sowed the seeds for the end of slavery. And that is completely lost on people, and it's never taught. But it's, it's, it's a fact. I was taught that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's insanity. But uh, I, I, I suppose, circling it back here sure. to the common sense Ohio approach. Jen Psaki. Does she say circle back? Oh, my God. Yes. So much. I won't ever say it again. That the that I've seen Trump signs that say circle back to Trump because (laughs) I won't even I won't ever say that. Wow. Uh, So but getting back to the the idea of Common Sense Ohio is that, look, we can see the flaws or we we hear not what we can. I I strive to see the flaws in all the logic in all the reasoning and all the policy. And that's what we want to discuss here, and that's what we are discussing, and that's what our, I think our roundtable sort of evolved into. It's what we want our listeners to do with their family and their friends, too. Yes, yes. Take some time to talk. Talk. Talk and, and, and get to know people on an individual level. Don't just judge people by their virtue or your perception of their virtue. I'll tell you one of the things that people need to do. There's this old admonition, never talk, at dinner time, never talk about religion and politics. Bullshit. In my household, when I was a child, and again, in my household as a father, the two things that we talked about all the time at the dinner table were religion and politics. If you're a chicken shit, don't talk about religion and politics. If you're brave, if you're an engaged citizen, if you have strong views, and you should, if you value your freedom, you should have strong views about your freedom. 
then you need everything's political. Well, Mar- let me let me push back. Because yeah, go ahead. Now, maybe I, I, I know the adage. People need to get out of the comfort zones. We need to talk about religion and politics. Fair enough. But yeah. I don't think you need to talk about religion and politics to people who you know disagree. And uh, at, at least I don't think you need to lead with that. And here's what I've said. Oh, well, when picking it, picking fights with idiots is, is well, not, not talking worth about It's not worth your time. Here's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, don't, don't waste your time. Idiot or not, if I sit down and have dinner with somebody, and I'm not talking about a family dinner, I'm talking about a, sure. somebody I don't know that well, mm-hmm. and I ask them where they live, what do you do for a living, what does that mm-hmm. entail, mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about what your kids do, okay. tell me about this, tell me about yeah. that, right. I think people will find, more often than not, that you have common ground uh, far, far more common ground than you do uh, disagreement. Well, I was talking about family. Dinner. No, I understand. That's yeah. why. But I'm, I'm adding. A, I'm talking about people like you. You already got all that stuff. I'm adding right. a dimension to this because I think when people do that, you realize that we probably all agree on what the problems are, and there may be some. But in the in the disagreement lies in what the perceived solution to the problems are, right. and you know I have fundamental disagreements all the time with people about that, but uh, you know any and and I would suggest as back to your point, Brett, that. You know, the founders actually had a plan, and it was it was it was based on research, uh, common sense, philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of courage. Uh, well, but, Steve, what what conservatives do a lot in conversations is they start dancing because they don't want to be the outlier. So they're sitting around a, a wedding reception, or they're sitting around a business. Uh, you know, they're they're coworkers, and they, they you know everybody's gone out to the Olive Garden or someplace. And and, 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 and and somebody, you know, just to just to make themselves feel virtuous, somebody will throw out something like, oh, isn't it just horrible what those border uh, what those border patrol guys did with their their horses and how cruel they were, whatever. And everybody will nod their head and, you know, bobble along. And you're and you're there knowing the facts. You're there knowing they didn't whip any of those migrants. They they never touched them with the reins, they they didn't trample them. They were they were doing as they were instructed, crowd control, right? Yeah. Okay. And they were in fact, it, they were cleared of of doing any of those things. And yet the president of the United States, like his like Obama did, came out against the police. You know, initially his comments were to condemn the border patrol, who worked for him, by the way, right? It's this knee-jerk reaction. And if you're the conservative at the table and you don't push back, you don't engage, you hang back because you just want to get along, you want to have a peaceful lunch. Listen, I get all that. But but you, we're never going to be the predominant force again in our society unless we bring out the facts and unless we're willing and courageous enough, mm. we, we have to say something. So, no, no, that's that's right. why there's a conservative theater company in Dublin, Ohio. For sure. Right? Damn. Because the other theater companies won't put on the plays that, that Robert Opperman's theater will. So somebody, mm. I, had this, I had this experience this Ars past Cooperman. 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 Cooperman, yes, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, I had this experience just this past weekend. Somebody who I know very well said, was complaining about the price of eggs. And said, "I, I just want them to stop. I can't believe they're gouging us so much. I wish they would just stop gouging us." <laughs> Jeez. Wow. And I was like, "Gouging? Like, do you think all of a sudden yeah. that egg makers or chicken farms decided right. we're going to triple up on the price exactly. of eggs? Let's jack up the price of yolks." Or do you think maybe <sighs> come on that they have artificially been yoked? No pun intended. Sure. Uh-huh. Right? I got it by right. government regulation. Plus an influx of trillions of dollars of unearned printed money that has now caused right. inflation. Right. You know, it's like price of fuel, price so of fertilizer, price of feed. After, I mean, after price th- of labor. years that eggs cost at less than a dollar a dozen, right. now they've gone up. Why? Because they just figured, well, heck with it. I'm going to charge more for eggs exactly. now and make more money. A dozen eggs at Kroger's commonly five bucks now. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. And shame on these mofos for for blaming the farms for artificially raising the prices of eggs. It's nonsense. It is utter nonsense. Because I tell you what, if that were happening, then there'd be another egg farm that would say, screw that, I'm going to sell them at half that price. We don't have a monopoly system on eggs. So as a guy that's got a small business, I sell auto parts. 
I'm always thinking about how can I lower my cost in order to lower my selling price. And I, any business person, the, the people who run Sheets uh, gas stations or uh, BP gas stations or Shell or whoever, they're looking for ways to undercut the station across the street. It's not like they all got on a conference call and say, hey, let's be 349 this morning. They're looking at the station across the street, and if that station goes down 20 cents, guess what? Kroger's or whoever on the other side of the street tries to drop down and match it. And and retail selling is brutal, man. I mean, there are people selling below their cost on fuel, for example, to get you to come in and buy a cup of coffee oh, yeah. and a donut to yeah. offset the loss that they took at the pump. Yeah. And, you know, this is like everybody, not everybody knows this, but this is why Walmart can charge less because they have buying power that the small stores don't. Right. And, you know, and you can say that's unfair or whatever. And I think to the extent that there's an artificial government incentive that Walmart enjoys that others don't, it would be grossly unfair. But, you know, if they have like uh, during COVID, when the yes. mom and pop cell had to shut down their little department stores. Right. But, but they the didn't. big box stores and McDonald's got to stay open. And if you don't think that that's government uh, intervention in a discriminatory way into into the economy, then you are nuts. You're, I mean, I mean look, look at Amazon. I, I mean, my God, Am- what did Amazon quadrupled during COVID right. or something? Mm-hmm. It was off the chart. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. We, we've ranted enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about a kind of an Ohio story. So uh, if you don't, guys don't mind, give me five minutes. Uh, on uh, Netflix, there's a new biopic series about Jeffrey Dahmer, who spent a considerable part of his life. Yes, he was he was born in Wisconsin, and he and he died in Wisconsin, uh, or he died in prison, um, and and committed most of his murders in Wisconsin. His first murder, Jeffrey Dahmer, the cannibal, the the murderer, the, the, the who was um, who who went to gay bars predominantly or sought out homosexual victims predominantly, committed his first crime in Ohio, his first uh, murder in Ohio. Um, Picked up a a, a, a buddy, a, a friend, uh, and and announced his um, intentions uh, to have homosexual sex uh, with this guy. He turned him down. Dahmer murdered him, buried him in the family backyard in Akron, um, near Akron, where the Dahmer family lived. So, where am I going with this? There was a if you watch next Netflix. Yesterday or the day before, Netflix got caught up in a in a uh, in a in a bit of a controversy with the uh, LGBT. Uh, I always screw this up. LGBTQ. Q, uh, the alphabet Damn. soup. Is uh, there an X on it now? I or a Y. Plus. It's a plus. LGBTQ plus. I don't know what the plus may is. even be the part alphabet of that. soup. You yeah. know, uh, yeah. lobby. So they they protested yeah. Netflix aggregating the Dahmer biopic series under the heading. If you go to Netflix, you know they have, you know, movies about uh, black folks, movies about Hispanic folks, movies about this, uh, you know, strata of society, uh, Asian Americans, etc. They have a category for uh, gays, uh, lesbians, uh, trans, uh, and, and, and the alphabet soup uh, uh, lobby. Uh, they included the Dahmer biopic series uh, under that banner. And, of course, the uh, gay lobby w- just just went incandescent over that and, and threw a fit. And Netflix recanted and took the Dahmer uh, biopic series out of that category. Did they put it in, like, the Trump category? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Trump caused it uh, somehow. <laughs> somehow so uh, I thought that was fascinating because what that shows, right, it shows two things. First of all, this politics of personal identity is ridiculous. The idea that gays feel compelled that 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 you know in in categorizing movies under their banner, if if you will, that it, it, they all have to be happy movies. There has to be an outcome that either shows that they were grievously prejudiced against and and grievously uh, you know uh, victimized or else that they were triumphant somehow. So it's got to be pro-gay, right? Uh, which is which is crazy. So, like, is The Color Purple a pro-black movie? No, it's not. You know, Danny Can't just be an American movie? Yeah, Danny Glover is rather monstrous in The Color Purple, actually, right? So 
you know, it, it, it just it just goes to show how people are so reflexively sensitive to that. And I would advocate, as you just implied, Steve, why not just have categories like crime movies? Or biography. <laughs> right, or whatever, right? right. right? Why, why do we have categories this for is the blacks? Problem. This is the problem when you that's, try to sort people based on identity. That's exactly right. It's the problem. That is the problem. If you sorted people based upon an American identity, this, right. would, be, this would be no problem because right. it encompasses everybody's identity. You don't see the Godfather or, or listed or under... no identity, right? The, it doesn't make any difference. Well, you don't see the Godfather listed in a category called Italian movies. Or family. Or family, <laughs> I mean, I mean, so it's, it, the whole thing's absurd. Now, on the same day that Netflix responded to the militant gay community, the, 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 it, it, I, you there, added militant to it too. I like, I like. Yeah, that there was extra comment. There was another uh, homosexual gay group that I very much support, very much like their point of view. It's called Gays Against Grooming, and on the very same day that Netflix. Uh, conceded to the militant gays, PayPal deplatformed Gays Against Grooming. What's Gays Against Grooming? It's an organization like any normal parent organization would that's against pedophilia that says, no, we don't have schools teaching about sexuality and promoting certain lifestyles like transitioning, you know, before you're 13 years old or, or determining that you're gay you know, when you're eight years old or bringing in drag queens to do pole dances in front of uh, grade school students, you know, to promote, uh, you know, the freedom to, you know, be a freak or whatever. So Gays Against Grooming is a a group of very normal, very uh, pro-family, very, you know, common sense gay people. I love, I love their attitude. I love their position. It, it they fit right in to what all normal people would think about how you bring up children. They were deplatformed because PayPal got again militant gays, gays on the other side of the grooming issue, who said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait a minute! There's nothing necessarily wrong between affection between adults and children." And you know, of course, PayPal conceded to that and and took off. Uh, the the organization, a, a homosexual organization, was deplatformed because they exhibit care, common sense, and love in the right way for children as parents. And I just thought that was striking. You Again. got two, two Silicon Valley companies <laughs> responding in completely, you know, contradictory ways. It's, it's insane because when it's you insane. start sorting people based on identity, it has no bottom. It never ends. Right. I mean, there's always like, I, when are we going to start doing Remember the movie? It was, um, uh, who was in it? I, 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 you guys don't even know where I'm going, but it was, it, it was all, it was like a, a dystopian future movie where based on your genetic testing, you had a certain status in society. Hmm. Um, and I think it, I, I'll think of it in a second, but uh, I can't remember the main char- the main actor and I can visualize it. Almost like an IQ test or something. It, it was sort of like that. I mean, it was like uh, if you had a certain bloodline or a certain mm-hmm. uh, genetic uh, print, mm-hmm. then you had a certain status in society and you couldn't do anything about it. But Sounds like the Indian caste system. It, it Very similar. And that's what's coming here. This is what it is. I mean, it, it's a logical uh impossibility i remember digging into this in a prior show back in the old 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 days when we had the the original round table and uh, it's like where's it end i mean so i'm gay yeah. but uh and i'm a man but i voted for trump and i also like uh you know whatever a hybrid car a hybrid car and but i no but i'm gay i'm i married uh a man but uh i like uh i don't believe in the environmental cause yeah, and just, I'm for just the, as good. Yeah, and I'm right. for the Second right. Amendment. Or, and I'm for well, the Second Amendment. I like to go shoot guns and hunt yeah. and kill animals. It's like, so where do you dissect that one? Yeah, yeah, and, I, and where I come down is I don't care. I could care. I, I mean, could look, care. I, I mean, we're making I, a point here. So mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it yeah. shouldn't matter. So you know, and look, Dahmer was gay apparently, yeah. or at least that's where he targeted. Uh, that's those were his victims. Absolutely. Um, and sure. so you could look at that two it's just ways. A, it's just a fact. You could say that the gay community was victimized by Dahmer and justify create putting them in that category. You could also say that, no, it is showing that gay people in a, in a bad light because they were Dahmer was gay and he was a serial killer. It's like, who gives a crap? I mean, yeah. it just, it's so, ins- it's right. so absurd. Right. And when they develop these, so, and, and here's the problem. And this is always the problem 
when it's disingenuous. When Netflix created that category, they did it to pander. Of course. Oh, well, for sure. Of for course. Sure. And now they shot themselves in the foot. Right. And all they had to do was not do that and just say, it's a drama. It's a biography. It's a crime biography. Right. Documentary, who whatever. Yeah. Who was gay and who yeah. was getting killed. It right. doesn't make any difference. It doesn't mm-hmm. at and all. It was boring. I watched the first episode and I was like, "This, all right, so this is boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, it, I didn't I didn't particularly enjoy it, but uh, it, it just, it, it's, it's dumb. And you know what I find myself doing? And it has nothing to do with the particular identity that the, they've given the movies. Like, I don't watch things in a certain groups because I figure, well, this is stupid. I'm, I'm, I'm mad about it. I'm right. like, just mm-hmm. make it a damn biography right. and I'll watch it. Right. It's like they're, they're alienating groups based on identity against each other. That's right. 100%. And, right. right. And, 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 and the idea is, you know, I, it, it may sound like some kind of... Um, I don't know, kind of kind of arrogant little thing. I say at the beginning of the broadcast that I love everybody. I really do love everybody. And it seems like in our current climate, we are deliberately being separated from each other intentionally. The powers that be, the powers that want to change our country, don't want us having a community that loves each other in terms of, you know, citizenship. You know, I see an old lady with a roof that's leaking. I go grab my ladder. I grab some shingles. I grab a few guys from the neighborhood. I don't ask them if they're black, Hispanic, Republican, Democrat, whether they're a Baptist, Methodist, or a Catholic. I don't give a damn about any of that. The idea is we all care about the little old lady. So on Saturday morning, we're going to get out there and patch up a roof. That's a community that loves each other and that and that is together and cares about itself, it seems like we're more and more being told, oh, no, no, no. Uh, only the demographic that's worthy uh, is allowed to be, is allowed to have approval from larger society, which is insane. Well, when you have a, when, when you have a president, and, I, 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 and Biden did this recently, who throws every single Trump voter into an, a category of evil. Right. It is divisive on its face, right. and I don't think it's reflective of reality. I think right. I, I went around my community, and uh, there was a uh, somebody came up to me, and I, and look, I knew immediately. I could tell immediately, which is sad, that we were different politically. I could tell immediately, right. but we sat and talked for like an hour and a half. We had a blast, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And it right. was, it, but and I thought I was thinking to myself, this point you're making, Norm, in the backdrop, which is, you know, if I followed what the wokesters would say, I'm not allowed to even chat with this guy. Right. Well, he with me was was probably more like it. But. Right. And and I think as collectively, we we all have to see through this crap that both parties do. Quit letting them subdivide us. Have those conversations of just the blinders on. I don't care who you are. We all have commonality amongst us we want to have a happy life we want to take care of our family we want to eat we want to clothe ourselves and here's uh here's that's bottom line so why why are you know why are we allowing these super parties to categorize us and divide us and and stop that is a perfect vehicle for them to do it i saw this uh there's a local restaurant here and i'm not going to use the guy's name because i don't have his permission to use his name but here's what it is um he had his arm around the wrong political party a candidate for the wrong political party. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy was a patron in his restaurant and they, a neighbor and they'd become good friends. And on this uh, entrepreneur, this restaurant entrepreneur's Facebook page is nothing ever, ever, ever political. Nothing. In fact, he would be anti-politics. Mm-hmm. He's an immigrant, doesn't believe in it. He believes in hard work and, and just doing what he's doing. And he got lambasted. All these people who would support his restaurant uh, now, now, fortunately, it was the minority. Not, I'm not talking about minorities. I'm talking about the minority of the people who were commenting. Mm-hmm. But they were the loudest. They said, I've lost a friend. One guy said, I've lost a friend. I can't believe you would ever put your arm around somebody like this who voted for Trump. Ask him also if he believes in uh, the insurrection and overthrow of the American government. It's like, oh, and then other people yeah. were like, leave the man alone. It's just a guy that he's friends with in his neighborhood. And other people were saying, no, he, the, I don't care who he's friends with. Or what is what the guy is? You don't be friends with that guy. You can't put. And it's like, it is, it is uh, this virtuous insanity that is dividing us 
on in ways that I think are almost like uh, it's it, it it's sort of like the pitcher plant where the bugs go down to the bottom and they're dead mm-hmm. before they know it. It's like it's happening and we don't even people half the time don't even realize it. Yeah, and we get sucked into it, almost buy into it, but then again, it's that take a breath, going, wait a minute, why would I not go to that restaurant? I love the food. He's he she they never post on their social media or in their restaurant anything political. Nothing political. Nothing. They're allowed to have their point of view just because they own a business. So what other society in the world, I mean, start thinking about this. What other society in the world would chastise somebody for uh, being friends with somebody in a different identity group? Oh, yeah. I mean, right. Like the worst. All the bad ones. Worst. Right. Worst. Right. Ever. Ever. The people who killed millions. Yeah. Like Venezuela, Russia, you know. The Nazis. Yeah, I right. mean, really bad societies do that kind oh, of thing. Oh, you're friends with the Jews. Yeah. Well, guess what? Right. Guess what? We're shutting your factory down, or we're taking yeah. it over. Yeah, we're going right. to take it over. Yeah. You've got nothing. Oh, you harbored a Jew, or you harbored a slave coming back up here in the Underground Railroad? We're going to hunt you down, too. And, and, and the, you know, and you make a good point. If it gets down to that, that companies, restaurants, whatever, get taken over, we're, we're done. It's done. It's done. Sure. And how close are we to that? A hop, skip, and a I, I hope not. To, has, I hope not too close. But the government wow. has the lever in place already to do that. Did you say the wrong thing in your law firm? So gone. In, so in Ohio, you know, I mean, one, it can happen. One small business in Ohio recently had a major uh, victory. Uh, the uh, the little bakery right mm-hmm. yeah. near Oberlin College. All right. Okay, got got officially labeled. As a racist business, uh, for absolutely it, it, by without, employees of the college, by employee, by the president of and, the and college, unwarrantingly so, <laughs> right? And you know, Oberlin's now going to write a check to that Gibson family uh, for you know millions of dollars because it shut them down because it yeah, yeah put them out of business. Yeah. And you know, it is the power of government. Uh, you know, a government funded, not a public university, but they receive a lot of public funding. Uh, at all these small colleges get grants and, and, and funds. And, but that's and not course, why they got sued. They got sued. No. It was a private slander case. They got exactly mm-hmm. right. And it, but it, it shows you how political oppression can absolutely destroy a family, can destroy a business. Well, and these were good people, right? This And, and two of these family members lost their lives probably because they're, they're sort of saying, look, they just, grandpa and lost his will to live. And they just were like, it was so devastating. They had a family business on the ground for, I don't know, right. 80 years or whatever yeah, it was. Sure. And they had served the community. They were good people. You go in there and you get your donuts and you get your baked goods and whatever. you say hello yeah. and you get your cup of coffee. It was like a community place. Yeah. And these bastards ruined it. And uh, so the thirty million they're getting is hardly enough. Yeah. Doesn't bring grandpa to back. replace that no, yeah. that yeah. that pillar of community. Yeah. And I would dare say that nobody in there. I don't know this for sure, but I would guess nobody in there was an abject racist, uh, acting on racist ideals. I mean, they were just people in the community, and maybe somewhere in their grandma's lineage, somebody used the N word. You know, who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? But it I mean, is it, irrelevant. It, you have black folks using the N word, and in 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 you know, listen. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Richard Pryor. I have a lot of his, uh, you know, tapes and things. It, incredibly funny. And if you talk to uh, black comedians, they will almost always go back to Richard Pryor and say the guy was or Red Fox or whoever. Red Fox is awesome. Right. Or even Bill Cosby, the, the now ostracized Bill Cosby. People will go back and say, you know, those guys were seminal influences in my career. Okay. And, you know, they use the N-word, several of them. And, and, you know, doesn't mean you're a racist. And, you know, this this whole idea that, you know, once you do one little thing wrong, and it is wrong to use the N-word in most contexts, but, but once, if you make a mistake, the idea that you're then tainted forever and you can't ever, you know, restore your, your credentials in this digital society is 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 insane it's in it's terrible how we are destroying people and they never have a chance to come back or restore themselves it it it's it's completely it's the, wrong it's the politically is what i always say it's the politically incorrect yeah manifestation of an ex post facto law and this this mm-hmm. uh, this other idea that you know this this idea that you know like you were you referenced that biden speech the idea that january 6th was some kind of insurrection, you know, is is a cover-up job 
for the real insurrection, which happened during the Trump transition, which, you know, uh, the the Durham uh, investigation just came out with the fact, not not an allegation, but the fact that the Durham dug up that the informant not only was Christopher Steele paid for this uh, discredited dossier that alleged, you know, the golden shower act, you know, all all this terrible stuff that, you know, they they concocted said Trump did. Not only was all that false and Christopher Steele was paid by Hillary's campaign to come up with it. His source for that was an FBI informant. So the FBI leadership, you know, start starting with James Comey has his fingerprints all over the actual attempted insurrection, which was to discredit, bring down, and isolate, entangle Trump up in a two and a half year investigation, three year investigation. And most people still to this day think that there is that there's some there there. Yep. So well, that's the real insurrection. And yet we're being distracted by this goofy January 6th thing where a guy in a moose hat with two horns stood up on Nancy Pelosi's desk like like some guy out of Star Wars and went. Rrr, rrr, rrr. I mean, if you're calling that an insurrection, that does that pales in comparison to the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, tried it lied to the FISA court and tried to take down an elected president of the United States. Let that sink in. What the hell is wrong with the American and people? And they said they were going to do it. Mm. That's yes. what's interesting. I, I remember telling uh, yes. I remember telling Please, this. people, these mm-hmm. are the facts. This is the common sense Ohio. The, L- open up your minds. Open up your ears. The listen day, to the facts. The mm-hmm. day he was elected, these people, these these. The people on the in the other political aisle said, the swamp, the we're, swamp. We're going to impeach him, right. and he had done. There, there was nothing, nothing. They said it in advance. Now, if your government said, "I'm going to convict you, Norm, of a crime," in advance, and then three months later you're getting prosecuted, right? You would think, "What the heck is going on?" Now, let me yeah. be. Let yeah. me be ultra. Ultra. It doesn't mean you didn't commit a crime. Listen, but it certainly. I'm getting. The the, I'm getting this in sure. before we go. Let me be ultra clear about this. I would feel the exact same way I do if they did it to Obama or Clinton or Jimmy Carter. It has nothing to do with my political philosophy. The idea that the nation's number one law enforcement agency colluded with Hillary's campaign to and the media and to, Obama's presidency to end Obama, a previous a, a president leaving office mm. to take down the incoming president is an outrage. And that happened. and I don't even like Donald Trump. I don't even like him as a person. I'm outraged by it. I would be just outraged, uh, just as outraged if Bush had done that to Obama or or, or Gerald Ford had done it to Carter. Yeah. It has nothing to do with my politics. What's wrong with you, American people? Why aren't you up? Why aren't your hackles up about that? The ends don't justify the means ever. Unbelievable. Right, like right, that. Right. That is the so, most, that right. that is probably the most serious political, in, in terms of a, a, a political assassination that's ever happened in this country. Well, in mm-hmm. the words of the estimable, is that the right word? Estimable. Well, I don't know. Estimable. Who is it? <laughs> Josie Wales. It. Oh, hey, uh, well, yeah. don't piss down my neck and tell me it's raining. Yeah, right. That right. might be the logo. That might be the tagline here. <laughs> so right. with, with that, with uh, the estimable Josie Wales uh, finishing the quote, the couple housekeeping things. So first of all, you've, you've gotten your first dose, your first glimpse, your first experience with uh, um, uh, Common Sense Ohio, the new podcast. And it's going to come in its own RSS feed. It's going to run here parallel for a while. So don't worry, you're not going to miss anything. But what we are going to ask you to do in the coming weeks is sign up, subscribe, download, participate. If you've got a topic you want to you want us to cover here at Common Sense Ohio, uh, please just use the Lawyer Talk page for now, lawyertalkpodcast.com. If you've got some suggestions about what the show should be, 
Or Please. some criticisms. Or some criticisms. Sure. Um, you know, if you think Norm really doesn't love everybody, well, feel free to tell yeah. us. Yeah, launch your rockets, baby. Sure. Yeah, or, I'm I mean, everybody loves Brett, so that's not a problem. Yeah. So, but if you need a podcast... <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody that's not. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovable fuzzball. <laughs> right. If you've you got a podcast and you need uh, you need some help getting it launched, we can help you. You can be right here at the Common Sense Ohio Studio, channel511.com. Yep. Check it out there. Go to circle270media.com, and he will help you. He is your podcast guy. He's my podcast guy. Uh, now, as always, I've got the Lawyer Talk Q&A cooking. I've got the law firm upstairs cooking. You can catch LawyerTalkPodcast.com, submit your question, or if you got a real problem, and believe me, I, I still have a serious side to this, uh, upstairs at the law firm, OhioLegalDefense.com, Javage and Palmer, for now. More to come on that one. Uh, if you want to sponsor a race team, or if you want somebody who's competent to drive your race car, get a hold of Norm Murdoch. Get a hold of Norm Murdoch, and he's going to put you in touch with the right guy, because it's Oh, wait a minute. You're saying you're I the guy. I am the right <laughs> guy. Oh, you're the guy. Okay. Right, Norm's a That's great right. race car. And, and that was my next point. Is that if you, so here's what we're going to do. I'm a Super Mario brother. By doing as in this, Mario Andretti. By oh. doing this, we are taking our game to the professional level. Right? Let me say it again. We are going to be at the professional level. That means we are going to do it for sponsorship. We're going to do it for, we're going to, we're going to get funding and you can be part of that. It doesn't mean that you don't get anything in return. Trust me, there'll be lots of packages, lots of ways that you can help out. Not the least of which would be a Patreon contribution, but if you're a business and you want to be, uh, you want to get involved and you're, you want to bring common sense to your business, then common sense, Ohio may be the place, uh, to get your word out there. We'll talk about your product. We'll talk about your business. We'll talk about your restaurant. We'll talk about your store, talk about your services, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. If you want to be a sponsor for now, go to lawyertalkpodcast.com and reach out, uh, just like anything else. And, uh, we will, uh, we'll talk options with you because like I said, I, we have high hopes for this, for the coming months, the next year, the next decade and, uh, providing like real commentary that is based on common sense and, uh, you know, we're never going to piss down your neck and tell you it's raining. We're going to piss down your neck and say, ha, ha, ha. I'm just kidding. Because Norm loves everybody. Anyway, I so uh, with that, we're going to wrap up the roundtable. It's been Lawyer Talk for now, soon to be uh, Common Sense Ohio, off the record, on the air, at least until now.